Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We couldn't do this podcast without our sponsors. And this season, we are delighted to welcome uh, Mindful Chef. Uh, Mindful Chef, it has to be said, have been mentioned previously on our podcasts. Not least because a number of recordings have been interrupted by uh, Mark's doorbell ringing for uh, the latest delivery. Uh, Woody, you've been a, a fan uh, of the Mindful Chef. What is your absolute favourite? I have. Well... You get a different choice nearly every time. So you don't pick the same one. You can pick a wide range of recipes. Dead quick, easy, come in nicely packaged, uh, open them up, and the recipe is dead simple to follow. It's done in less than you know 30 minutes, 20 minutes, and you have a lovely meal. So uh, my favorite would probably be the chicken mango curry. Um, I've made that a couple of times without the recipe now because I'm so used to it, but that was definitely one of our early favorites. So it's, it's also very convenient. Uh, you can have your weekly shop done in five minutes essentially uh, dinner on the table in as little as 15 minutes perhaps even quicker if you mark wood and you don't even need to follow the recipes anymore this guy he really sounds like a keeper uh they are high in protein and fiber uh low in carbs so shouldn't slow you down essentially they make healthy eating easy by delivering nutritionally balanced meals straight to your door uh they are ethical uh the ingredients are sustainably sourced and uh, as woody can attest to they are of amazing quality am i right woody are you hungry is that a genuine question, or are you in your advert voiceover man mode? That was my advert voice. Is that not clear? It was. It was. It was just so. It was so good. But I suddenly thought maybe that's maybe that's the way you ask questions relating to food. Do you need a chef that's mindful? Can I finish your honey gut loops? That sort of um, <laughs> trying to imagine things that you sashay around the kitchen saying. Mindful Chef will also donate a meal to a child in poverty for every meal that is ordered. They have already surpassed 15 million meals. To get 25% off across your first four Mindful Chef boxes, go to mindfulchef.com forward slash middle please or use the code middle please at checkout. That's middle please, all one word with no spaces. It's completely flexible, there's no tie-in and you can cancel any time. So go to mindfulchef.com forward slash middle please to try it for yourself. Mark Wood, how the hell are you? Hello, Miles Job. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. But I have not been playing uh, in a very exciting Ashes match. I mean, have you not? 
I've not. No, no, I've checked. Have, have you not been in the back garden? Have you not maybe had your mate Athert and game out? I've played. Oh, that is a great game. It's, it's just here. Michael Athert's World Cup cricket that I was given in our oh, fabulous trip to Ashington. I absolutely love being up there. Mm. And I, but I found it quite surreal recently to think, you know, uh, seeing you in that game at Headingley and then thinking, oh, yeah, we were just sort of sat in a couple of bar stools talking nonsense, I guess, as we are doing now. Um, and I, this is the first time I've spoken to you since the game because of, uh, let's face it, your refusal to pick up messages. Uh, how <laughs> <laughs> I dare say, I dare say a few people have been getting in contact with you, Mark, mainly, mainly to say, well done. That was very exciting. How are you feeling bodily? Uh, good. Yeah. Um, I've had a nice few days off i haven't done very much at all I, I you know mentally prepare myself to bowl and do some weights and go running but actually i've just had a few days i've been in the gym today but apart from that i've had a few days just mentally de-stressed decomposed um from what was the you know highly pressurized situation um back in the team desperate to do well put my body through it when I hadn't played a lot of cricket, so I'm really, really pleased with how with how it's all gone. Well it, it was great to see you out there and the mighty Chris Wokes. Um, who had oh, f- delighted for Wokesy. You know what, as well, I was absolutely over the moon. I was out there with him at the end. Like, to, for like being such a close friend, he was, he'd come back in the team as well. And like, yeah. that will now be a memory for the both of us for the rest of our life, uh, which I think is a lovely feeling, really, um, to think that, you know, we've got to share that where he whacked the winning runs at the end. And like in 20 years' oh. time, I'm like, remember at Henley when you crashed it through the covers for four and we won the game? That's a great, great thing to see. Yeah, yeah, it was just, it was glorious. I mean, I, I found this summer so tense to watch. I don't know quite how you cope with being being in the midst of it, really. When things go don't go our way, I instantly turn off the radio, turn off the telly. I've, I, some of the most exciting passages of plays I've literally just watched on the, watching a commentary on Crick Info, because I can't, I can't quite bear, I, if I sit down to watch it, I can't, I can't cope. And then you're listening and pacing around or whatever it might be. But wh- So which bits have you found most tense so far? We've had three games. Which were, which bits have you really struggled with? Do you know what? Watching our batting in the, fir- the first test, I've, I've, I think when Stokes was out in the first innings, going quite hard at one outside off, that was the first time I've turned the television off. The third test, there was one thing. I, no, this morning I am going to watch it. I've got the morning off. I'm going to watch... I watched two balls, the second of which was Joe Root being called at slip off Cummins. Oh, that's gone off again. My, my Now TV subscription has not been worth it, is the, And then, do you know what? The, the end then of the Headingley game was me. I was commentating in the kitchen to uh, Rachel, my wife. I was trying to... I just kept going up and looking at it. And I, and I was going, oh, no, this has happened. Oh, he's out now. Oh, what is he? hit a six. He's hit a six. Mark has marks. He's hit a six. Hit a, this, I don't believe this. And then, because on that, you get what's happened. And then you have to wait and refresh a bit to see. So that, that the most tense passage of play was me, me in the kitchen following what I could have been listening to on the radio or watching on the television was me just refreshing my mobile phone next to the sink going, oh, I can't believe this. What a time to be out, whatever it might be. But how, uh, where, we, where was your head at then during that? Are you just totally focused? Well, it was a, a, honestly a lot easier in the middle. I know you're facing world-class bowlers and it's fast and it's hard. But it was, when you watch, it's, I think like when you're waiting about it, it's all the what-ifs. What was I messed this up? What was if I play a stupid shot? What was if I let everybody down? You know, what happens if I, I, I suppose if I get hit or I get injured? Or, you know, there's all those hundred things that are passing through your head are going through like every ball, the ball's bowled. So yeah. you're thinking, right, if, if Wooksy gets out here, how am I going to play with Harry Brook? Am I going to um, look at duck and dive? Or should I just wear a few? Or what should I do? Um, but when he got out, it actually made it a lot clearer for me walking out. Because I was like, well, I'm batting with Wooksy. 
you know, we're not, he's not a, no disrespect to him, but he's not like, he can bat, obviously, but he's not like a Harry Brook who basically the rest of the order were going to be pinning their hopes on. It was like, right, Wokes is in. But he is an all-rounder. Yeah, so it's like, work together. Let's work together and see how we can get this down rather than thinking, right. Come on, come on, let's work together. Yeah. Whereas if I went out with Brookie, I'd very much feel the second... Second fiddle. Just playing the second hand. Yeah. So being there with Wokes, I could very much, you know, bounce off him and feed ideas to each other. What do you think about this? And I, I was very... I wanted it badly. I was like in the zone. I could feel that I wanted it. But are you? How aware of you of the crowd and stuff? Or, you know, have you watched the Last Dance? The thing about the Chicago Bulls. Yeah, that yeah. amazing bit when someone is describing just Michael Jordan's ability to really be in the moment, which is kind of what you know the entire mindfulness industry or whatever would be about now, just attempting to achieve. How you're there, you know what's at stake. There's a big crowd. Presumably, the noise is unbelievable. You can almost feel people's nerves even they're on the boundary's edge how how do you stay in the moment there or do you not even want to think about that do you just think i was in it and that's all that matters no uh there's two instances i caught my mind there's one walks he's speaking to me i totally remember clear as day he came around the wicket uh cummins and it was just maybe it was after after him for six or the ball after that and he said to me be careful of the wide one so i remember clear as day thinking right because yeah, because your nerves are going, your adrenaline's flying. You could just swing at everything. But then I remember the next one was wider, and I left it, and I, that's when I knew that I was I was thinking clearly. Yeah. So that was probably the first time where I thought, "Now I'm on here. This is like keep watching the ball, make a good decision, you'll be fine." And another thing I remember from that is, Cummins bounces me, and the one where I hit him for six. You know, remember, so I'd face one ball, that was my second ball. I remember thinking, right, if this is there, that's a short, that's the short side. I, be- I believe I can hit that ball for six. And I know that sounds so arrogant, but like at the time I remember tapping my bat and I remember, right, get your hands high, make sure that they're high. I remember as I was tapping my bat, I felt like my hands being tight on the bat because I was actually like, like so like, like up for it, like, come on then, bang it in us. And then I remember thinking, no, relax watch the ball, you'll be fine. And then when I managed to get some sort of connection and I saw it went for six, I felt, that's when I then felt the crowd. I've hit it. I realised that it's going. Then that's a split second pause. Then the crowd come in. And I sort of like just remember that enjoyment of the, ah, like as the ball had gone for six, it was really loud. But then, then again, 10 seconds later, I've switched back into what I'm doing because Wokesy's saying, be careful of the wide one. Don't go don't go like in the next ball I left, which was um, great um, from from a tactical point of view. It's amazing the way your mind that you're, you know, do you remember when we interviewed Paul Collingwood and I, we were asking about the, you know, when he caught Hayden off uh, Harmison and, and him and me being amazed when he said, oh, as he hit it towards me, I thought, oh, I think I've got a chance of catching this. I mean, that thing has got it in. That's been about 0.0025 seconds. The idea that you have time to think oh i think i've yeah i think i reckon i can get this if i just jump you know four feet off the air and stick it it's you know that 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 sort of clarity of thought that you have the other thing Woody, i mean and listen everybody everybody loved you being out there at the end you and works ago that was such a glorious end of the game but the you know your spell at the beginning just you know i'm not you and i got text messages about how good you are i mean people were just you know it was it was extraordinary. It's so great to just to see you back, you know, and, and that just just roaring in. And it must feel 
God, it must have been incredible. Well, a couple of people had asked us, is that the fastest you've bought? And like, honestly, it felt great. But again, I felt in the in the moment, in the, it just was just like I was in the match. I didn't overly feel I was playing. I mean, the speed come up a couple of times. I mean, the, the 96 one came up and all the crowd went, oh. But it's weird because <laughs> it's, a, it's a double-edged sword of that. So you think, right, I feel great here. I'm running, I'm charging. But I hadn't got a wicket by that stage. So you can easily look at it, which way, well, he's bowling fast, but he's not getting a wicket. Or, you know, I feel great, stick at this, it'll come. So it's that sort of, in your mind, you've got one on one shoulder telling you one thing, one on the other. And often, the one that, the 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 outcome or the, the way that the game goes often determines which one you're listening to. You know, I could easily have been like, I'm bowling fast, but I'm not getting a wicket. And then you try too hard and you end up leaking runs or, you know, it doesn't happen for you, but I managed to, right, I feel great, just keep sticking to what you're doing, I'm trying to shape the ball back, um, pushing back, pushing back, right, this is the ball, give it everything you've got, swing it in as fast as you can and see if we can get a wicket, and luckily, it doesn't always happen like that, but luckily... Luckily you got seven of the bucks. <laughs> yeah. So the, vo- the voice is on your head, in your on each shoulder, you know, the, the goody and the baddie. <laughs> Are they... <laughs> Are they are they sort of the same different sides of the same person? Are they are they two very distinct, different warring personalities? Yeah, the warring personalities. One's like drink your milk, Mark. It'll make your bones healthy and strong. The other one's like fall over, destroy all the bones. So <laughs> it, it works in both ways. <laughs> it is. Yeah, it's very difficult, isn't it? Being sponsored as you are by both the Milk Marketing Board and the Spirit of Osteoporosis. It's very. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a real, it's a real yin and yang. <laughs> uh, what would so obviously there's the fear element and the physical element of oh I might get hit or hurt yeah. and Pat Cummins and Mitchell Stark at ninety mile an hour, but that, that would be my predominant feeling. Yeah, yeah and everyone, everyone has that, so you're not alone. But do you think you would have been clear on what you were trying to do, or do you think for most people, do you think the the moment? Because that's what you train for. So basically, I w- when when I'm speaking to you, I haven't like done anything special. I've gone back to what I practiced. So do you think you would have been the same, or do you think you would have just been? Because you've you've been like done massive theatre as in front of thousands and thousands of people. Do you think that is similar, or do you think you were reverted? Like, how would you have dealt with it? Well, I suppose you're bu- you're building up to it, aren't you? When you, when you train or whatever, when you're bowling and you're batting or whatever, it's about sharpening those instincts. So when it happens, you do it by reflex. And I I kind of think there's a moment when you first do it, you know, like a new. I'm thinking of doing a new stand up tour next year, and then you know, even now, if you think right, with the first dates, you've got you know, hopefully a busy theatre. You're going out there, you know. Am I match fit? You do loads of previews to get match fit, and it's the same sort of thing. And then you have a moment where you're going through it and you think, oh, I've done this theatre before, this is nice, this is fun. And then, you know, my last tour, which was about six years ago, the final, you know, final show, London Palladium. So you're like, oh, gosh. But then it, in the wings, you think, no, come on, I've done this show, I've been doing this, I've been on the road for however many weeks. What I'm going to do, I know it's the Palladium, but it's also this is a show, and so I just have to go out. I just have to go out and do that thing that I did. So there you've got muscle memory coming in. I'm not thinking, oh, I've got to do something different because I'm here. You know, I'm going, no, I'm, I am. If there ever there was occasion for me to go out and do that thing that I already do, this this is that moment. And um, do you know who was in the audience that night, Mark? Um, I'm going to go with... Um... You've got 1,600 people to choose from, minimum. But in particular, the one I'm thinking of who has been on this podcast. Oh, the, Nathan Kosky. <laughs> Uh, the very reverent, um, uh, notorious D.I.G. 
Uh, was ah, bless him. Yes, Mr. Yes, yes, was uh, Cowdery. Uh, I've just noticed at the corner of my eye. Do you remember we were recording a podcast and I was eating some Ferrero Rocher and you said save one for me? Mm. I have done. It's been <sighs> here. It's been sitting here ever since. Anyway, it's still in my line. It's still in my line of vision. I haven't, I haven't forgotten you, Woody, and I would. I should have brought it with me when I came to Ashington. I've seen that in the press that me and Chris Wilkes have been getting a lot of, as they call it in commas, bromance um, clicks with yeah. The, the story called out about me giving Wooksy chocolate digestives and him feeding me Ferrero Rocher's as in was some sort of like chocolate love um, advert. It's that thing called slash fiction where people write sort of, it's like fan fiction, but it's sort of sexual fantasies involving real life people. <laughs> All I'm saying is don't Google, Mark. Never Google yourself. <laughs> but you two do get on well, and that's part of what's the glory of it. I never forget his startled face when he did that walk around. Do you remember the one when you just walked yeah. around? I can't remember where you were, and he just uh, going, "Is this is this live?" <laughs> really, kind of panic look on his face. He was great. You know, much as I've been champing at the bit for you you to get out there, I, I also could not believe that Wokes hadn't made it into an eleven up until Headingley. So I was so thrilled to see. You know, is it as we speak? Today is the fourth anniversary of the twenty nineteen World Cup final, isn't it? That is right, and. Uh... I wasn't the only one there. No, <laughs> that's right. That's right. But yeah, we, middle place umpire, as it turns out, was very well represented that day. Uh, have you had a lot of cards from people saying congratulations on your World Cup anniversary? No, but I have searched the photo and, and I still am yet to find you. I mean, I'm desperate just to find you at the back of that stand sat right. there as we're lifting the trophy. All you need to find is just a white middle class guy with a blue shirt and a Panama hat mark. I have to say. <laughs> I, I do sometimes worry that hard. I do worry that you're not looking hard enough. <laughs> no, I am absolutely just part of the sort of pink mush of that crowd. <laughs> so, all right. Then, so, what were you more nervous at, the World Cup final or this last week at Headley? Do you know what I find when you're in the ground? I find it actually more bearable because although you can have no. You you just feel a connection with it, and you are aware that other people are feeling the same thing. And you know you lean forward in your chair, and come on, come on, come on. You know that the people either side, and you you can see and feel that other people are in that same position. Watching like a stressful moment in the series when you are on your own, and you don't. I find it much worse. I think with the crowd, it can kind of it can kind of absorb, you know. And you that that's part of the joy of being in a big crowd. Rachel and I went to see Blur at Wembley Stadium last weekend, and just. Part of the great thing about it was just being in a large crowd of people thinking we're all watching and loving the same thing. And I think that helps in those nervous situations that there's a sort of sense of kind of comradeship. But on your own own watching, just absolutely terrifying. So being at the World Cup final, nerve-wracking as it was, it wasn't unbearable. Whereas watching some of this series from afar has really genuinely been beyond me. Do you think we'll do it? Do you think we're going to pull it off? I think you've got to. There's no other choice. In the words of Freddie Flintoff, we, we've got to. We've got to. And I think that, yeah, yeah, you've got no choice. And also, I mean, it's a hard thing to do, but it's also all, all you can do is go to just do, do your absolute hardest, can you? Just just, just charge in. I was I was buzzing, obviously, at the end of the game, and I'd, we stayed for like in the dressing room together, which is it's always great when you win and you, you have a drink together, you celebrate together. Um, you talk about the game. What do you have? A sort of a, a berry, t- a berry tea, or something like that? No, no, I um, coconut water. have a cocktail of a mixture of blends in the dressing room. Maybe some soil from the ground, and um, you know, yeah. to keep me grounded. Um, maybe a Ferrero Rocher blend in there. Um, yeah, yeah. 
you know, a mixture of my favourite things, just to really, you know, cement my place in that. A area. lot, a lot of things that really, you thank God for the Nutribullet because a lot of those pebbles, they wouldn't, you know, they don't dissolve. <laughs> um, yeah, but we we celebrated lovely, and all I could think of. So when I went home that night um, to get back, I got back really late. But to, to, when I got back, all I could think of in the car on the way home was this this music from The Great Escape. <laughs> and thinking right. about, here we go. There's two games left. The Great Escape, it's on. Yeah, yeah. Three, two. The trumpet I had been playing at that, that day of the Barmy Army, and now I'm thinking, it's on here. It's on. You've got to, well, listen, hopefully this time you will you will make it into Switzerland. That's, that's, effective. <laughs> that's effectively what you've got to do, Woody. Yeah. We've played ourselves out. That's all we need to do there. That's fantastic. <laughs> this has been Middle Please Umpire. I've been Miles Jupp. And as ever, I've been talking to England's uh, glory boy, 96.5 miles an hour, Ashton's very own, Mr. Mark Wood. Goodbye, Mark. Goodbye, Miles Jupp. Oh, should be taken and is taken. Brilliant from Mark Wood. What a spell this has been. Podcast Network.